and, and what God has for us. When we believe in a revolution, a spiritual revolution, there should be an awakening inside our hearts. Tell neighbor, wake up. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm excited this morning to preach. If you have your Bibles, turn to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. I want to minister today as we talked about last two weeks. We talked about how revolution begins with us. That it should be an uprising take place inside our lives. We talked about the following week. We talked about a revolution should affect others. Revolution should affect our families, should affect other people. And this morning I want to talk about you got to remember the cause. Someone say, remember the cause. You have to remember the cause. You have to remember the purpose. Revolution means, we talked about what the word revolution means. It meant an uprising. It means a radical change. A revolution in, in this economy, in this world, affects economy, political stands. A, a revolution affects a, a people in leadership. When we revolt spiritually, say, you know what? I'm revolting against this world. I'm not going to let this world conform me. I refuse to be like the world. Come on, somebody. We refuse to be like the world. The Bible says that we're in this world, but not of this world. And we don't live up to, to those standards. We don't have to be like that no more. That ain't me no more. What I used to do, that ain't me no more. Don't label me like that. that somebody, somebody say, that ain't me no more. And so this spiritual revolution means I'm, I'm standing up. I'm rising up against the lies of this world. Amen. And there is a great young man here, a great young man in 1 Samuel chapter 17 by the name of David. David allowed himself to become everything God wanted him to be. He became a young man who said, I'm going to be part of the revolution. And I'm going to stand up for him when people forget about it. Now, I want to build on this scripture if I can. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 29. Verse 29. He says these words. And David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? Now, now read it with me. One, two, three. And David said, what have I done? Read it with me. Come on, say it again. And David said, what have I done? Mm, come on, give the Lord a great clap offering, amen. Is there not a cause? Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this morning for your presence that's in this house. I thank you for your people. God, I thank you for everything that's taking place. Lord, that we would remember your calls, that we would remember everything that you taught us, taught us and spoke to us about, God. That we won't just hear, God, but we'll be here and doers of your word, Father. That a revolution will begin within us, God, an uprising, God, a radical change to become everything you want us to be, Father. And that we would become everything that we want for our families, and for our cities, Father. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, amen. Give the Lord a great clap offering. Amen. I need you to understand here. Here at that point, when you read that scripture, David is being rebuked by his brothers. His brothers are telling him something. Now, you got to understand that right before that, the reason why David stands up and says, remember the cause. Don't you understand what's going on? Remember the cause. Don't you remember the revolution? Don't you know what's going on? It's because something took place in, in 1 John chapter 17. He's going to fight Goliath. Because there's always going to be something in front of you you're going to have to fight. When you stand up for something, there's always something going to try to stop you from doing what's right. When you begin to do good, when you begin to live for God, there's always going to be a Goliath in your life to cause you to forget who you are. 
to cause you to forget your purpose, to cause you to forget, amen, to the cause. I'm going to say the cause. And all these things will be right there, but David said, no, 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 I know who I am. Come on, I know my purpose, amen. I remember the cause. I remember the revolution. I remember what we're supposed to do. Amen. All of a sudden, the Bible says, in verse 17, verse 23, if you can't look at me, that he was talking with them. There was in the camp the Philistine of Goth, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. Now the words that he was speaking on that he had just said in, in verse 10, he says that, and the Philistines said, I defile the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that would fight together. So here is David, he, re, he says the same words the, 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 uh, the Philistine Goliath would always go. Now I want you to see the picture really quick. Here's the picture. Here's, here's the army of Israel on one side and the Philistines on the other side. In the middle was a valley. There was a valley. Now, understand this, that, that, that the Philistines, they, they stayed in the valley, which was known as the Valley of Shade, the Valley of Big Trees. And I guess it showed me that sometimes you can get comfortable. Because how many know when you get some shade in a hot day, it'll cause you to become comfortable. Uh, my son, he, he's, he's resident in CIFs and he made it to Masters. Hello, somebody. Come on. Amen. Next week we'll be a Masters. I was sitting there, man, in the hot, hot, burning up, man. I'm sitting there. Everything's getting sore on my body. I'm like, oh, my God, they're wrestling. I said, I feel worse than the wrestlers. Ugh. I get up. I walked outside, and I seen some shade. It was hot. I sat in that shade. I said, oh, forgot about the fight. Forgot about everybody. Forgot about eating. Now, you know that now. You know that was a liar now. <laughs> I sat there. Oh, man. And then I remember, oh, my, I remember, oh my God, there's a fight going on. I forgot my son's fighting. They call me, hey, oh, I ran him back inside and, uh, you know, seen the fight and, and the wrestling match. And but the Lord showed me, he says, here's Israel. In this place where there's the largest trees, the biggest trees. They say some of the trunks are 17 feet wide in circumference. And uh, that the shade of it is, it's, it's soothing to the body. So you just imagine the armies. Tenting up, sitting there and relaxing in a comfortable place, a shady place. And they're in battle. And sometimes you can forget you're in battle when you're comfortable. Sometimes you can forget you're in a fight when you're comfortable. And so here he is, and all of a sudden it says that the, the, Israel, the Philistines, they forget they were in a fight. See, the devil don't forget he's in a fight. And the devil don't forget that he's after you. And he knows he's after your family, your children, your lineage, your generation. And he's going to crush it and defile the God that we serve. There he is and he comes out and here comes Goliath. Goliath comes out and he's there and he's defiling the army of Israel. And nobody does nothing. You know what the revolutionary people do? The Bible says that they got afraid. Wow. And 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 11 says this. When Saul, 
And all Israel heard the words of the Philistines. They were dismayed and greatly afraid. Wow. The words of the devil, the words of this Goliath affected them. And how many know that we live in a generation today that people are saying so much stuff against our God? They speak so much things against Jesus and so much stuff about the religion. And there we are, we're saying, Hey, God, I say, because hey, living in the Philistines, this is the thing that got me, church. Listen, carry This is what got me. The Philistines asked for someone to fight with them. Is there not somebody out there that remembers the revolution? Is there not someone out there that wants to fight against us? Because you know what? You guys ain't got this. And all of a sudden, church, you have to hear what I'm saying, please. They got afraid, dismayed, and got stuck. I believe every believer gets stuck in their life. I believe it. I believe every Christian will get stuck. Because I know what happened to me, but I had to get myself from getting unstuck. Listen, he was a king. A, a, the king got stuck in his own tent. In his own camp. Generals got stuck in their own tank. Tent, excuse me. Great men, great warriors got stuck in the camp and got comfortable. So if it happened to them, I don't know what happened to us. But let me tell you something. There's someone there, there's hope. Someone there, there's hope. There's hope. All of a sudden, the Bible says that, that a young boy, and listen to me, a young boy, David, heard that Goliath was defiling Israel. He heard it. He heard it, and then he spoke up. Someone say spoke up. He spoke up. He began to speak up. Now, listen to what he speaks up right here in verse 26 in the same chapter. And David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Goliath? And takes away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistines that he should defile the armies of the living God? Wow. He said, What's going on here, man? Now listen to this. <laughs> this young boy, David, was a shepherd boy who was bringing food to his brothers because three of his brothers. Follow Saul in the army. His dad told him to take some cheese to the generals and take the food to your brothers. And I want you to take this food to your brothers and I want you to go check on them and give me, come back and give me a report. While he's doing that, he hears. Someone say hears. He hears what's going on. He hears what's happening. His heart's being stirred up, church. His heart's being stirred. He starts speaking out. He says, what's going on? Well, so if we kill this Goliath, what's going to happen? They find out if you kill him, you're going to get all the money you want, and you're, going to, you're also going to get a, a, the king's daughter, and your father's, listen carefully, your father's debt and his taxes never had to pay again. Never have to pay again. So this is stirring up in a young guy. See, every young man believes in buying his mom a house. Come on, so I know I was kids, I want to buy my mom a house. Come on, I want to buy my mom a house. You know, every young kid, every young boy, that's their dream. That's their dream. But when you get older, you know, you want to buy your, your wife with your that mama house now. Hallelujah. <laughs> Look at verse 27. 27 happens here. Wow. And the people answered to him, this matter saying, 
so shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now, his brother, his older brother hears this. His oldest brothers get mad at Samuel. Wow, excuse me. They get mad at David. They get mad at him. Now, please listen to the one I'm going to tell you because they, they, they get mad at him. They, they, they spoke to him and Eli's anger was arose against him. Listen to this, please, church. David, and he said, why do you come down here and with whom have you left this few sheep in the wilderness? Listen to him. He says, man, don't you got to jump? What are you doing here? Listen to this. What are you doing here? I know your pride. He tells him this. I know you're proud. I know you're a proud young man. And he also says, you have a wicked heart, he tells him. This is his brothers telling uh, the little brother, you're just proud. Another, one, another version says this. You are just, you're cocky, you're arrogant, and you have a wicked heart. Man, he, they tell that to the kid, but you got to hear this, man. Right before that happened, he was anointed to become king. Every time you're called, every time you're chosen, the devil will try to label you something else. He was just anointed to become king because of his heart. Samuel said, man, you know, Jesse, don't you have any one? Because then he's seen the first son. He says, he's got to be him. And God said, no, that's not him. Because I'm tired of looking at the appearance. I want to see the heart of man. Come on, somebody. And all the sons passed by the prophet. All the sons passed by the prophet. No, no, no. He goes, don't you have another son? He says, oh, yeah, I got one who's out there in the field. I got one out there, he's just working, he's dealing with sheep, he, he ain't that great, he can't read, he can't spell, he never graduated, you know, he's got more tattoos on him than anyone else. He's got one blue eye, one green eye, you know, he's all jacked up. He's handsome in his own way, you know, today kids think they're handsome with the weird hair, you know, they all, you know. And he comes out, he comes and, and he's like, wow, this is nobody, sit down, man, he's the king, he's, that's the man. And anoints him to be king, guys. Come on, somebody, anoint some to be king. Church, here's a guy who's anointed to be king, goes to his brothers, here's what's going on, makes a stand, and his brother tells him, you got a wicked heart. Wow. His brother was in front of him when he heard that he was anointed to become king. I'm telling you, you got to watch out because the devil always wants to pollute you. You always want to speak into your life some weird, crazy, old stuff. Well, you ain't saved. You don't love Jesus. You're this, you're that. How many of you heard words like that? Listen, what happens here is, and this is where we started from. And David said, what have I done? What have I done now? It means to tell me this guy has got himself into some mess before. That means to show me this guy has, has stood up before. All of a sudden, he goes, there is not a cause. Then he, he turned from him towards another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as one, as the first one did. My God. He looked and said, hey, is there not a cause? And he turns and says, hey, was there not a cause? Hey, is there not a cause? And everybody was like, oh, you proud of wicked boy? 
They have forgot that there's a cause. There's a purpose. People are dying. They're going to hell. We need to stand. We need to believe God. We need to trust God. That God can do the impossible. That God can heal. That God can restore. That's why we need spiritual revolution. We need people to stand and believe God. David said, I believe God. God can do it. God can do the impossible. I believe in the spiritual revolution. I believe in becoming spiritual. Church, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, church, he's now standing before the king. They They bring him. His words reach the king. The Bible says in verse 31, now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. You got to understand this. Your words reach the ears of God. Your words reach the king of kings. What do we say and how we say it reaches the king of kings? It'd be good words or bad words. He hears us. Come on, he, he hears. That's why we have to watch what we say. The Bible says, according to your words, it is. So what a man thinketh he is. So it's so important that we begin to watch what we say. Here is David, and what David said reached the ears of the king. And as much as it reached the ears of the king, he was standing before the king now. He's standing before the king. Listen to him. He's standing before the king, and he begins to tell the king, hey, "Amen. Uh, don't worry about it. I got this covered. My guys don't have to fear. I'm going to do this." And the king begins to belittle him because the king of this world will belittle you. The king of this world, which is Satan, he'll belittle you and tell you, you ain't worth it. You ain't nobody. You're never going to do nothing. You're the same old dopey. You're the same old loser. You're the, you're the same old person. You're the same old mom. You're the same old dad. You're never going to become nothing. Verse 33 says, and Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him for you are only a young youth and he's a man of war from his youth. See, the devil trying to make you feel like you ain't worth it. You ain't nobody to be in this revolution. You ain't spiritual enough. You don't believe enough. You ain't worth serving. You ain't worth helping. You, know, you, you, you just, you, and, you, and, and if we listen to his words, we'll be like, oh, oh. we'll forget the cause. I was told so many things by the devil and by myself. Because sometimes you're the devil. And you talk to yourself some weird stuff. How many of you ever told yourself some weird stuff? Thank God the rest of you guys are lying. Praise the Lord. And, and man, and, and if he would have believed that, we would have missed an opportunity. Who knows where Israel would have been at? Who knows what they would be at right now? What, how would we be reading right now? Wow. Church. The Bible goes on and says these words. But David said to Saul, your servant, come on somebody, your revolutionary, used to be keep his father's sheep 
And when a lion and a bear came and took the lamb out of the flock, I went after it. I struck it and delivered it from the lamb of his mouth. And then arose again and caught it by the beard and struck it and killed it. Your servant, your revolutionary, has killed both a lion and a bear. Come on, somebody. And this uncircumcised Philistine, he will be like one of them. See, has defiled the armies of our living God. He said, no, it ain't going to happen. I'm coming against this. The devil is a liar. Wow. He remembered who he was. I need you to remember who you are in Christ. I need you to remember how great you are. How mighty you are. How blessed you are. You ain't what the devil says you are. You are a son of the living God. You are a daughter of the king. The greatness and might is on you. You're a revolutionary. And you got to stand and arise. And you believe God. Come on somebody. Give the Lord a great clap offering. Church. David said. The Lord has delivered me. From the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear. He will deliver me from the hands of this Philistine. Come on, somebody. And Saul said to David, go, and the Lord be with you. My God. I'm telling you, you have the ability to stir up people around you. Come on. You got, you got the ability to stir up people around you. All of a sudden, the king said, no, you can't. No, he not. No, no. And all of a sudden, David said, no, 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 no. Don't put that jacket on me. Uh-uh. And all of a sudden, he began to stir up the king and his king. He said, okay, go ahead and go. And you go, boy. You go, boy. Come on. You go, girl. And you go with the might. And you go in the spirit of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Come on. You go in the spirit of the Lord. And all of a sudden, uh, the, 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 uh, Saul gets all stirred. Okay, here, here's my sword. Here's my helmet. Here's my shield. Come on, come on. He puts it on David. David's like. The Bible says that, that David tried to walk in it. Because he's never used it before. But he told the king, man, I can't use this stuff. Man, I don't know how to use this stuff. And he takes it off. And he goes and he gets five stones. And he gets his sling. And he says, this is how, this is how I fight. Come on, this, this is how I get down. Let me do me. I remember the cause. Some of you are gifted. And certain things that you're not using your gift. Some of you got you have a gift that can help the cause, that can help the spiritual revolution. You have the some of you guys are gifted in music. God wants to use your music. Come on, some of you are gifted, amen, in, 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 in graphic arts. God wants to use that. Come on, some of, some of you guys are gifted in media. God wants to use that. Some of you got any gifts, cooking gifts, the cafe. We need to use you. Come on, somebody. Some of you got some. You got some of you guys can. You got you got talents. You got talents and gifts that you could use. Uh, it, it'd be from from painting, from construction, from all that stuff. The house of God needs you to help build a house of revolution. We can't just sit on it. David says, "No, no, no. I got this. I remember the cause. I remember the purpose. Come on, somebody. I I, I remember. I remember it." And he goes down to church, and, and the Bible says that he came out. So the Philistines came, be, be, drawn, excuse me, and began to draw near David. And the man who bore the shield went before him. Verse 42. And when the Philistines looked about and saw David, he disdained <laughs> for him. And he saw only a youth 
Rudy and good looking. Come on, somebody. So the Philistines said to David, listen to this. Am I a dog that you come to me with sticks? And the Philistines cursed David as, at, by his God. Even the devil was like, I mean, man, here's Goliath. says, what, what's this? You're sending me this sucked up boy. He looked like he can't do nothing. He looked skinny and he's, he's, and he's, man, he looked like a stick. And he, and he's, but he's handsome. Come here, son. Come here, Reggie. Come here, Reggie. Ooh, come on, baby. A little faster than that, son. Come on. He's skinny. Look at that boy. Come here. This is the thing that got me. They see David who had bronze skin. He got this bronze skin right there. Hello, somebody. He had, he had, the, he had the hair. Woo, that guy. Yeah, shepherd's hair. Hallelujah. Skinny. He yoked up. What's your? I got finger fits around my hand. And he had blue. I don't think he got blue eyes. You got blue eyes, Papa? Make sure you're mine. Let me see. And I ain't got blue eyes. Hallelujah. But they looked at him and says, how can this guy take this guy down? Big old Goliath. Don't do it, son. Don't take me down. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I know you can grab me by the knee and take me down. Huh? Just don't let me catch you. And they were like, how can this young boy, this young man, and he's getting mad. Church. See, the devil gets mad when you make a stand. The devil gets mad when you make a stand. The devil gets mad when you make a stand. The devil gets mad when you make a stand. Regardless of who you are and how you feel, you make a stand. You remember the cause. You remember the revolution. You remember what you're involved in. You make a stand. You believe God. You trust God. You see God do great things. Stay your ass, son. Listen to this right here. And the Philistines said to David, come to me, and I will give you your flesh to the birds and of the air, and of the beasts of the fields. Then David said to the Philistine, you come to me with a sword, and with a spear, and with a javelin. Listen to, listen, he says, man, you come, if I'm so skinny, and so not dangerous, you come with all these tools. You gotta hear what I'm saying, you gotta hear, you gotta hear this. You come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin, and also with a shield. And I'm, and I'm nothing. The devil's scared of you more than you think. The devil is scared of you more than you can imagine. You frighten the devil. You scare the hell out of him. Did you ever catch? I'll read now. I'm going to say, devil, you're a liar. You know you're scared. I can see the guy going... But I, someone say, but I. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, who you defile. He said, oh, man, I come to you. Woo. Church, I come to you in the spirit of God. The armies of Israel, the ones that you've been defiling, I know the revolution. I stand for the revolution. Come on, somebody. Thank you, Mio. Church, the day of the Lord will deliver you into my hands and I will strike you and take your head from you this day and I will give you the carcass of the camp 
of the Philistines, of to the birds of the air and the winds, beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You, you know, you know what you want to tell you what you want to know what that is right now. That what we're doing. It was you. It was it was MMA, face talk, smack talk. You know, you the you the weigh in. They're smack talking each other. They're smack talking each other. David says, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got this." And told him exactly what he was going to do to him. See, sometimes you need to just say, devil, you're a liar, you're a punk, so your boyfriend, get out of my face, get out of my face, because you know what, I got time for you, you belong under my foot, get out of my ear, get out of my head, you belong under my foot, stop messing with me, call him like he is, you're a punk. Because if you listen to that, who's going to get punked? I ain't no punk, so I ain't getting punked. Remind him who he is. So David, young man, remind him who he was. Church goes on, this is what I need you to catch. So it was when the Philistines arose and came and drew near to meet David, that David hurried up ran towards the army and met the Philistines. David did not, did not run around, oh my God, oh my, what am I going to do? Oh my God, Dios mio santo. What did I do? The Bible says he ran up on him. He ran down and faced Goliath. He ran down and faced the enemy. He, ran, he didn't, now listen to me, church. You know, some of us, we talk all this, man, hold me back, hold me back, hold me back. Remember that? Hold me back, hold me back. He said, no, he ran straight down, church, straight in, hurried up, ran towards the army, met the Philistines. Then David put his hand in his bag, took out the stone, used his gift, and he struck it and struck it in the Philistine in his forehead so that the stone sank into his forehead and he fell on the face of the earth. Come on, somebody. He, he took down the Goliath that was between him and his purpose. Between him and the revolution. He said, no way, you're not going to keep us stuck. Church, he used what he knew how to use. He, he was good with the sling. He was good with the sling. He used his gift. He used his talent. And he conquered the enemy. Church, because he, he went in the spirit of the Lord. We need to stay spiritual, church. If we're going to beat this devil, we need to stay spiritual. Come on, somebody, amen. If we're going to beat this devil, we're going to stay spiritual and remember what we're doing. Remember the cause, to reach the lost at any cost. Church, to teach him the word of God, to mend their hurts and pains, and to send them back out, amen, into the wilderness, to send them back into their families, productive to society, to take cities in the name of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a good clap offering. We have a cause, we have a vision, we have a purpose in our church. We can't forget it. To reach, to teach, to mend, to send, church. We forget that. We forget why we are revolting. Guess why? We forget why and we get stuck and we get comfortable. 
Church, we cannot stay stuck. If a whole army got stuck, a king got stuck, how much more does churches get stuck? Do people get stuck? Pastors get stuck. I refuse to stay stuck. Come on, somebody. I refuse to stay stuck. I'm going to use the shade just to draw strength and to move on. To draw strength and to move on. The Bible says that David went, he killed Goliath, then he did what he said. He got on top of his chest, took out his sword, and cut his head off. Come on, you want to watch some gory stuff? Watch read the Bible. They got some crazy movies in there. Grab his head, guys. Walk. Imagine that little kid walking with that big old head. Big old head, man. And put it to remember, hey, as soon as they picked the head up and he killed Goliath, you know what happened? The Philistines took off running because the devil's a coward. The devil's a coward. When you stand and you fight, he's got to flee. When you, oh my Lord, when you submit to God, resist the devil, he's got to what? He's got to flee. They took off running. They left. And here comes all Israel. They start getting down. Because we need one to stand to make a difference. We need somebody to stand. Remember the cause. Remember the revolution. Remember the spiritual revolution. We need men and women to stand, to believe, to trust God, to trust the vision, to trust the purpose that we're reaching, we're teaching, we're mending, we're setting. We are taking our cities and our homes for Jesus. Come on, let's all stand, church. Where are the Davids that'll stand for the revolution? The Davids that say, I remember the cause. The Davids that say, I remember the vision. I remember the revolution. I refuse to stay stuck. And today, I'm fulfilling the vision. Today, I'm fulfilling purpose. Today, God is using my life to make a difference. Come on, every head bowed. Every eye closed. I want you just to begin to remember you're called. You're chosen. I need you to remember right before David was told all this negative stuff, before his brothers called him proud and wicked heart, before the king told him, you can't do this. You're just a kid. Before they even the, the Goliath told him, you're nobody, you're skinny, you, you ain't nothing. That right before all that happened to him, right before the fight, he was anointed by God. Right before the fight, he was picked out of his brothers. That God remembered him out there in the field. That God did not forsake him even though he felt like nobody cared and nobody wanted him. Just like he felt that his own family forsook him. When he felt lonely, deserted, that God still had him on his mind. When he, God brought him in, God anointed him. And God had told him, anointed him and spoke life on him. The prophet leaves. David leaves that place and continues just to function as a shepherd boy. Nothing changes, just that he's called and that he's chosen. Sometimes we think when God anoints us and puts a word over us and God speaks to us, we think everything's supposed to change. No, it doesn't change drastically. We just go back and live our lives again. Now we got to go back and live the word. 
Go live everything that was preached to us. Now it's our job to keep ourselves clean. Now it's our job to keep ourselves holy. It's our job to keep ourselves spiritual. No one else's job, not your wives, not your spouses, your job. Children, it's not your parents' job, it's your job. As you continue, you're going to find out you're going to face some Goliaths. And you're going to find out what you're made of. That's the place where you have to remember the vision. Remember the cause. Remember what you're called to be. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You heard tonight, you heard the same, Pastor. I don't know Jesus. I, I was walked into the church. I've never experienced Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior. And today I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to become part of the revolution. I want to become part of the purpose, part of the cause, part of the vision. I want God to use my life. You say, I need Jesus. I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. Say, I, I need Jesus in my heart. Anyone here? God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Maybe you're here today. You're saying, Pastor, I've fallen away. I've drifted away, but I need to come back. I need to come back to the purpose. I need to come back and remember who I am. If that's you today, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you. God bless 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 you. See, God's not done with us. God is not done with us. You're here this morning. You're saying, Pastor, I've stood against Goliath. And I've, I've, all the things I've heard, the wickedness of my brothers, the wickedness of the devil told me all this stuff. And when I was about to fight Goliath, I, I, I let his words affect me. And I'm stuck right now. I'm stuck in a comfortable zone because I'm tired of fighting. I'm afraid. I need to come out of that. I need to come out of that. God spoke to you. God ministered to you. Church, don't allow yourself to stay in that valley. Don't allow yourself to stay stuck in the shade. Come out of it. If you lifted up your hand and God spoke to you, I want you to come right now. Come, come now, now, now. Come to the altar now, now. Now's the time to get refreshed. Now's the time. Remember the cause. Maybe you forgot the purpose. Maybe you've forgotten the vision. Don't forget it. Hallelujah. 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 It starts with you. It starts with you. Change starts with you. Growth starts with you. Breakthrough starts with you. Revolution starts with you. An awakening starts with you. An uprising starts with you. Change starts with you. Restoration starts with you. Holiness starts with you. Everything begins with us. Saying, God, you are real and you are mighty. And I believe in what you say. I believe in the revolution. I believe in your word. I believe in the cause. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyone else before we go, before we pray? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want you to say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, wash me with your precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me and coming into my heart and setting me free. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a great cup offering. Just stay where you're at. We're not done.
The Bible says when you give your heart to God, that heaven rejoices. There's a party going on in heaven right now because you decided to give your heart to God. But the greatest thing that we need to understand is God's forgiven you. Now we've got to stay away from evil, stop doing wrong, cling to good. The Bible says, find a church, plug yourself into it, read your word, and let God use you to your fullest. You are great and you are mighty. God has a great purpose for your life. Don't you forget that. Don't you forget that. Just stay where you're at. We're going to pray with you. As the altar workers, help me pray. Anyone else that want to come need prayer, I want you to come now. Come now. Come now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.